Hey everyone, my name is Topher. And I'm Kate. And this is Hallway Chats. Uh, we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Nexus, a liquid web brand. Be sure to check out their new product, WP Quick Start. WP Quick Start is a fast and affordable way to build membership sites on WordPress with packages beginning at just $49. Visit nexus.net to get started. And now let's get started with Hallway Chats. Our guest today is Joe Howard. Welcome. Thank you, Topher. Thanks, Kate. Happy to be here. Hey, we're really glad to have you. Um, we know the, the WPMRR VS, the Virtual Summit's just around the corner, and we're really glad you took a few minutes to help us tell people more about it. Um, because there's a lot about the conference that, well, it's a great, exciting three days. There's so many things about it that can continue on afterwards um, that we'd love to be able to get this, uh, this episode out so that it um, continues to be on people's mind. Um, I, have a, so, yeah. a question, I have a quick question to start with. Um, Joe, you Go started WP Buffs. Is WP MRR an extension of Buffs or is this a Joe Howard special? Yeah, that's a, a good question because I don't know exactly what it is. <laughs> so the story behind it is that um, at WP Buffs, we do website management and we started doing white label website management, which means we'd work with agencies and freelancers and, and they wanted to offer 24-7 support. And so we would offer them this white label solution where they could sell our care plans and we'd provide all the fulfillment. But then we also ran into some people who didn't want to do white label support. They just wanted to do this support themselves. They just was like, mm -hmm. how do you do it? Like, can you tell us? And so I was like, oh, why don't we like do a course on teaching people how to do website management? And so that's how nice. WPMRR started. It was actually an online course. You know, folks could log in. There's actually, you can't register for the course anymore, but folks who originally had access still have access to be able to log in. It's a little like secret login area. Um, so created this course for folks. It pretty much open sourced everything we did at WP Buffs. And then it was, it was great until I realized, oh, like you can't just build a course and like launch it. And then it's like evergreen. You have to keep it updated. You have to, like, we're yeah. changing things every week at WP Buff. So it's like, do I have to like update this course every week? Um, so it got to the point, you know, months later, maybe about a year later, right? I was like, mm, I, I don't feel as comfortable having it up anymore mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I don't want to give people old stuff we were doing. It needs to be new. And if I'm not updating it, then let's change it up a little bit. Okay. So instead of doing a course, we can keep it as the WPMRR podcast. And we could also fold in the MRR, WPMRR community on circle and then the uh, virtual summit, which is like, okay, we can do this once a year, big two, three day event. And that itself is the content uh, and a lot of that can be evergreen and people can look at the date and stuff and so that made i think more sense for from like my perspective of where i wanted to go so to answer your question wpmrr kind of grew out of wp buffs um this is kind of a separate conversation but i've recently uh transitioned out of the CEO position at WP Buffs. Mm -hmm. I'm now the CIO. Again, like that's a whole nother conversation. And Nick <laughs> is now the CEO of WP Buffs. But that kind of transitions WPMRR a little bit like less under WP Buffs and a little bit more into its own thing. Like that's what I'm focusing on. Uh, I want to make it a great community. I want to make it a great, uh, you know, have great podcast content. I want to mm -hmm. um, have the best possible virtual summit, uh, which is like very top of mind since it's next week. Um, so yeah, I think that that's 
what amorphously WPMRR is. Yeah. But that's really cool. I mean, because they, they complement each other so nicely. But part of what I like about WPMRR and the virtual summit is the well it grew out of the website maintenance area. It doesn't apply just to people looking to do website maintenance. They're not, you know, if I don't have to want to be recreating the buffs to get so much out of the virtual summit and the community around it. You've really done a great job of, um, of making it fairly universal. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's uh, there's a space for that. And obviously like I have somewhat of a like niche expertise in terms of building a productized service, growing a productized services company, running a productized services company, doing website management, uh, all the nuances that are entailed in that. So there's a space in the community for that. There's a website management space so that people can talk specifically about that. It's pretty active. Um, but I like the idea of, um, I want to help people build monthly recurring revenue with WordPress. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think that's just, I wanted to, I wanted it to be a little broader for folks because whether you're building, trying to build subscription revenue, doing, you know, website management, or you're building a plugin that's doing annual recurring revenue, or maybe you're adding like, you know, you're doing SEO as a service. And that's just like a flat, you know, systemized package service every month. There's a lot of different ways to build subscription revenue. And I think that just because I do website management and someone else does SEO or someone else does design work or someone else has a SaaS, a real you know, software as a service, I can learn from yeah. all those people too. And it's really helpful actually to learn from outside of your specific niche because it gives you all sorts of ideas and chemistry and things bubble up that you wouldn't have thought of before. So I like kind of having everybody doing subscription revenue in one place because it, it just adds to that. What I think is, is a pretty dynamic uh, space to be able to improve your subscription revenue and MRR. So, yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was thinking the same thing that um, when I start working with people who have like similar goals as me, but are doing it in different ways, I learn so much from them. I see, you know, seeing things from other people's totally. perspectives and what they've learned from their own individual struggles, because not every business hits the same bumps, but every business is going to hit bumps, you know? So, so you can be learning and growing yeah. and in unique ways that maybe other people in your industry aren't necessarily because they're not making those same connections. I think it's interesting that WPMRR grew out of that course about uh, how to maintain websites because I've always like I've known about WPMRR your your podcast and your what you're doing for a long time but because of what I do in WordPress I've always thought of it through the lens of like a freelance web developer how can I do that and um that's quite different from offering a, uh, a SaaS or something like that. Um, but then again, to a certain extent, it's not. I mean, I build websites and they're, they tend to be one-offs, but if I really want MRR, then I'm offering them service. I'm you know, continuing to maintain their website and, and do SEO and all that kind of stuff. Um, it just, it, it surprised me just now. I don't know why, when you said that it was related to, <laughs> to, uh, the bus business because I don't do that. And yet it yeah. seems very, so it seems very relevant to me at the same time. Yeah. I've, I've, I talk with a lot of people who've started businesses, people who work at small businesses, businesses are going to differ. They're going to have different mm-hmm. challenges when you get into the nitty gritty day-to-day stuff. 
they're just in different mm-hmm. industries. They have different target audiences. They do different work. They, they have uh, a lot is different across all different businesses. So the specific challenges are going to be different. But if you like zoom out and you look at like probably like the three to five biggest challenges most small businesses have, you'll find a ton of overlap, right? There's like a Venn diagram where it's like the intersection is going to be what's similar. And then you're going to have the outsides, which are different. But that intersection, there's a ton in there. You know, I've talked to a ton of people from different businesses, like uh, hiring and like onboarding and like personnel, like that's a big challenge for a lot of people. So that's just like one area where it's like, if you were to look, if you were to take a hundred small businesses, you know, you're not going to have like five of them that are like, well, at least small businesses that have done some hiring before mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, you're not going to have five of them that were say challenging, you know, hiring is kind of challenging. You're probably going to have like 30, 40, right. 50, 60, <laughs> like it's challenging yeah. everyone. So I, I, I'm with you, Tover. My local mechanic is a, a guy with just like two employees in a small shop. And I am very often surprised by how very, very similar our, our issues are with our businesses dealing with clients, dealing with people who don't want to pay people who are unhappy with the product they got, you know, all that mm. stuff. I'm like, Oh man, we, we have the same job. It's just, you have a wrench and totally. I have a keyboard. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, we deliver a service, um, you know, nine out of 10 people really liked it. One out of 10 didn't. Okay. How are we going to deal with that? How are we going to use it to learn? Like that doesn't, that doesn't change across any business, right? Like every, yeah. bi- no business is hundred yeah. percent perfect in their delivery of their product or service or whatever they're doing. They're going to have to find ways to improve what they're doing over time. Uh, and that becomes harder when you have more people on the team, when you like uh, have a more complex business. And so, yeah, that's a great example to for of like, yeah. Everyone has, you know, that's a challenge, whether big or small for everybody. Yeah. Lower churn. So all of that has to be really complex to try to channel into a three-day conference. (laughs) (laughs) You said it. (laughs) Yeah. So your conference is coming up the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd of September, which is um, next. uh, I'm I'm sorry to say this next Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So how do you go about fitting all of that into three days? So maybe I have multiple things to say. (laughs) Um, I had two thoughts in my head this year about how we wanted to split up the days of the conference. And the way the WPMR community is right now, it's focused on people at different stages of their business. It's people who are trying to hit this 10K MRR mark, which is kind of this usual, like, I can probably go full-time on it if it's $10,000 MRR. Like I can Mm quit my full-time job and go do that thing if I wanted to. Like that's a big marker for a lot of people. And then there's the next marker of the, you know, 83,000 MRR, which is a million dollar a year business, which is like, obviously like you have to scale pretty well to be able to get to that point. But that's where we find a lot of our uh, uh, folks in the community they want to get to. So what I was thinking about in the summit this year was, do I want to have two days that are separate, like split up like that? one like starter and one advanced or something. Um, but we decided to keep it the same as last year in which the first day is more sales, marketing content, more how do I get the customers, attract the customers. And then sure, second sure. day, once you have the customers, okay, how do I do operations? How do I systemize things well? Um, things like that. Um, and we went with that because 
it just it in our mind brian um uh is doing the uh summer with me the uh brian richards uh, what we right brian richards yeah I forget, not everyone, everyone, I'm like, everyone knows Brian Richards, Brian Richards for folks who don't know, but he does woo sesh and word sesh. Um, uh, we kind of fell on this, like, it's just gonna be easier for people to decide what they want to attend and they want mm-hmm. to attend a whole day. It's like my, my, what are their challenge areas? Yeah. Is Roy Wanda go. And a lot of people, we got a few, did a feedback survey and it's like, most people just said like, well, I have like sales and marketing and lead generation, like that's a big challenge. So we were like, oh, well, that should just be a day. So people can, one have to like say like, I want these two sessions that day and those two sessions that day are on the same topics. Like let's put all the topics together. So that's how we're doing that in terms of the day-to-day. We have a day three this year, which is website management, bringing in the, okay, WP Buffs does website management. We want to help in, I want to help this industry evolve. We want to help everybody level up. Sure, People yeah. who were like me five years ago, you know, they're just starting out, give them a leg up. Uh, and we have people from all sorts of uh, management companies. I just recorded, you know, with uh, 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 folks from psychcare.com, mm-hmm. uh, uh, valet, uh, uh, maintain with two ends mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. web dev studio. So it's like all the, a lot of folks who are coming together to give these great talks and roundtables in that area. So that's day three. Um, okay. I know I've talked for a little bit, but the last thing I wanted to add was that we're streaming the summit in the circle community that we've built. Yep. And that's different than last year. And the idea there is I wanted to mention this because you said, how are you supposed to fit all this stuff in three right. days? <laughs> well, and from where I'm coming from, it's actually, like you're never gonna attend a three day summit. And then the fourth day, the day after you're like, I, I did it. <laughs> now I know it I all. did all the stuff <laughs> I was gonna do, right? So the point of streaming it in the, uh, into the community is that I am hopeful that people will be in the community. They have to sign up to be in the mm-hmm. part of the community to like to uh, attend the summit. And then hopefully they can actually continue to work to grow their MRR over the year not just over three days. So the summit's going to be great. It's going to give a ton of actionable items, all the stuff you can do, all these great talks. Okay. Now the next month, like which talk are you going to like implement that, you know, those three end action items from like, what's your challenge area and how can we do this together? Like that's the whole point of the community is how can we collectively responsibly grow our monthly recurring revenue? Like that's the only impetus behind what we're doing in the community. And so I'm hopeful that the summit, the three days of the summit translates into weeks and months of like getting at it and doing it together and feeling like you're not the only person struggling or having this challenge. Like someone posts a challenge, 10 other people are like following, following, like I have this challenge too. Like, Hey, so I think that's, I'm hopeful that'll, that'll be a value to folks who want to, really hit the ground running in terms of, yeah, growing subscription. Yeah. Revenue, doing I think you've really, you've really addressed an issue that a lot of conferences don't cover. And I know I go to something like this um, and I'm so excited about it and I'm ready to act on it. And then I get home and the rest of real life happens, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you get a little behind or you get a little stuck and you don't necessarily know who to turn to, to ask for help, or you don't have somebody kind of alongside you helping to motivate you, or you spill coffee all over your notes, whatever it is. And I love the yes. idea of having the community <laughs> around it where 
you can stay motivated at your own pace and where the new people, you know, trying to reach that initial 10,000 mark can be helped by the people who've already made it to the 80,000 and you've got the support of the people in between. Um, Mm. I also really think the structure of the summit plays nicely in that like regardless of what your current monthly recurring revenue is, you're always dealing with sales and content and, you know, um, how to run the business itself. It's, there's, there's things that will always be challenging no matter how good you get at them, because as your business grows, it just continues to get harder. It's, it's again, it's like having a cat. You still have to feed the cat, even if you fed it yesterday, you know, like it's still, still <laughs> these cats needing to be fed every day. I know, right. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is, this is uh, honestly, it's, it's an experiment from where I'm standing. Like, I, I don't know how well this is going to work. You know, I'm also making, I'm the only admin right now in the community. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to make changes, you know, on a, on a weekly basis to try and um, put the community in a better position to, to help more people mm-hmm. responsibly hit their MRR goals. And it's, it's hard, right? I don't, I don't know exactly how to set the community up to do that. Right. I'm going to be honest here on this podcast. Like I'm figuring it out too. I'm, I'm, I'm creating this on the way as well, but I think that, you know, I have a pretty good idea of where I want things to go. And a lot of it's just going to be about getting more folks in there, having people be active, allowing people to easily give us feedback on things, learning from how other people are doing things, and then just continuing to mold the community and, and, really create like a, a community structure that's going to be helpful for people. Is that 10K and 83K MRR mark spaces? Are those the most effective ways to, to help people? I think so right now, but like, I don't know, I don't know that hundred percent, right? There's like, I could change it, you know, next month and maybe it's going to be more effective or less effective, but I, that's also just how I do things. Like I'm a tinker. I'm always going to just kind of like, I'm going to wonder how something's going to work out. And then I'll just try it because like for the MRR community, like it's okay to try new things. Like if people see things change and they, they see, they see things changing, they maybe hear this podcast and they know I'm I'm doing it because I'm, I'm trying to always like take a step forward. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, what's most important for me. So. Well, and if you don't try things, you're never going to know. And communities are so incredibly dynamic. You, You want to be trying new things and you want to be, unafraid of failure um, because it just means that it wasn't the right thing at the right time. You know, it could work great, you know, next, next October, but you know, it may not work this time. That doesn't mean it was wrong. It just wasn't righty. Totally. And I did want to mention the, uh, the choice to build on the circle platform as well. Um, and Kate, I want to give you a shout out too, because you helped put all that together before it launched. So shout out to Kate for sure. Uh, for yeah, that. I was glad I could um, help. Yeah, yeah. The There's a lot of different ways to have an online community. And there's a lot of um, like Facebook groups and Slack channels that folks can have different experiences in. We didn't want to go with Facebook because like, I'm just like kind of an anti-Facebook person. I'm sure a lot of people are. I just like, I never log into Facebook. Like I have Facebook newsfeed eradicator, Chrome extension. Like I'm just like over Facebook. So if, if I am not going to be on it, then like, it's not, I'm not gonna be able to do a good job with the community. Well, um, and and as invested as you are in it too, you don't want to hand it over to somebody else. Like you don't want to give Facebook ownership of your group by, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, yeah. That's, that's a whole nother, like right, it's closed. Exactly. And so if they decide like to shut my stuff down, like they don't like what people are saying, 
all these crazy WordPress people talking open source, they're gonna be like, you know, they could shut it down if they want to. Yeah. Um, you know, there's Slack as well. Um, but I always felt like when I was in Slack channels, like it's what I like about Slack channels, I can like DM anybody, mm-hmm. like I can like reach out to someone or but like in terms of like the conversations, like I miss everything. Like I don't, if I'm not yeah. there, like it's like why like I have to hit the button to go up. It's just like to me, it's not good, like it's it was it's a tool that wasn't built for communities mm-hmm. per se. Right. It was built no. for work communities, right. right? So that's a different, that's a little bit different of a thing. Circle is like Facebook. It has all the same like posting and liking and commenting features, but it's its own standalone thing. Um yeah. so there's actually, you know, Circle is technically a private company as well they could shut my group down probably if they wanted true, to true, as well yeah. <laughs> so i have you know i'm a big proponent of open source but when the <laughs> when the opportunity costs of standing up a community easily outweigh the ability to 100% own things like i made that decision and to me that yeah. was an okay decision to make so uh, i'm still a proponent of open source stuff i just i uh, chose not to do it in this case um because it was just i want to put my focus on the community not on the other pieces of managing my own open source software so that was yeah. circle and what you said kate was also i thought i wanted to bring it back to what you said a few minutes ago about you can consume information at your own pace. I really like that. I think the last, you know, 18 months or so have been really like stressful for a lot of people. And I Mm -hmm. think there's a lot of value to um, having an event or community where you have to like show up for live events or show up for like in-person things. Clearly there's value there. And I'm sure we'll continue to do some of that in the community, but I like circle because it's built to be asynchronous. Mm -hmm. So you can come in and you can see posts by different people. You can turn on notifications so that you get the notification inside the browser, but you don't get emailed and you don't Mm -hmm. get the browser, you know, push notification. You can use the search functionality as excellent. So if you have a challenge around hiring, just search hiring, like 10 things pop down about 10 conversations that are happening around hiring or whatever challenge people are having. So I like that people can can consume the information at their own pace and come on whenever they want to. And it's easy to lurk to like, right. look, and you don't have to like, you don't have to comment. Not everybody wants to be the super active member. Like the goal of the community is to help people responsibly grow their MRR, whether that's they're super active or whether they're quieter in the background, whether they're like one post, if I can help someone in one way or 10 or a hundred, that's the point, whether it's, you know, and I don't need that to be show up my thing live. Like, we're going to put all the videos on YouTube. Like I'm not making that a secret for free. Like people can go watch whenever they want to, but <laughs> if you want free merch, free WPMRR merch, eh? then you're going to show up for the <laughs> nice. summit. But yeah. like, no, I'm not, I don't want people to show up. If they don't feel like they have to. It's all good. Well, it's really nice to provide that variety though, because we all learn at different times and in different ways. And like you said, it, it really has been a mm-hmm. challenging 18 months. It's not looking like it's going to get a whole lot easier, you know, that no. much sooner. It's like almost, we had like a peak in there, oh, maybe, <laughs> but. Mm, yeah and so having the options to learn when you're ready and to interact as you you're you're comfortable with the you know the amount of energy you have left to give is it's just such a great value to the community um it circle does do a great job of making it really easy for people to get in and get involved which i love um so the summit is free uh, correct Yes. Yeah. So three days, free advice from people, an amazing com- um, amazing community that you can be involved in. You said that the sessions will eventually be up on um, YouTube so that people can consume them there as well, um, which is fantastic. 
Um, anything else you want to tell us about it? Uh, free merch, you know, if you're there. Yeah, we'll do some merch giveaways. Um, speaker lineups great this year. Uh, yes, was I was going to ask last you. Year, I was going to ask you some questions about speaker. Yeah, if you, go ahead, uh, slightly pivot there. What are you yeah. looking for in a speaker? What? Do, how do you choose? Like, what makes a good WPMRR speaker? I mean, aside from being able to speak, what makes people good <laughs> at, at at having that wisdom? I think there's a there are, are multiple things that do. We're we're looking for speakers this year. I, I had a, like certain topics I wanted touched on. Um, there were certain topics that we touched on last year that need uh, a, a new kind of paralleled or very similar topic because it was just so popular. Um, mm-hmm. There were some things maybe we didn't get to touch on last year that people gave in the feedback survey this year. We said, oh, we need to give a talk on that for sure. So um, that's what that's what led to really the speaker selection because we just want to provide the, you know, I want to give the best content we can, you know, I mean, that's, uh, if we're not doing that, what's the, what's the point? So, um, you know, like Erin Flynn, for example, you know, we had Erin Flynn, she's giving a talk on, um, I believe her talk is um, like grow, like growing and scaling a freelance Mm -hmm. business. Nice. And like, that was a big, driver because we have a lot of our attendees are freelancers right yeah. so it's like an easy choice to want to do that in terms of building your monthly recurring revenue subscription mm-hmm. revenue as a freelancer um you know i brought christina romero in mm-hmm. and she's talking on day three i'll give a shout out to christina also because i talked about my course before and some people might be like Hey, I want that course. Christina Romero has a great course on care plan stuff. So go take her course. It's just, um, I think it's WPCareMarket.com. So people should go check that out if you want the course, official course you can sign up for. But she's giving a talk on how to make your care plans uh, and website management profitable. Nice. Which is a big challenge area for a lot of people. You'll look at a lot of management companies and they're like, in my opinion, like really underpriced. Like, why do you just have like a, you know, $30 a month, like, that doesn't, how do you, how, how are you going to grow that? If you try to grow that, it's going to like crush you. But it's a challenge for a lot of people. And it's not just like a pricing challenge. It's also like maybe a psychological challenge. Mm-hmm. Like I can't raise my prices. Like, is it my, what I do really worth a hundred dollars or a hundred pounds or whatever a month? Right. That's a, that's a challenge. And Christina's talking about that because I've talked with a ton of website management folks over the years. And like, that's a big challenge is how do I price a productized service specifically mm-hmm. website management. So Christina's talking about just making, how to make your care plan work profitable, um, which is probably essential for all businesses. You probably want to run a pro- profitable business. So uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully that kind of answered your question, Topher. It's just yeah. like, I wanted good content. We got a lot of feedback from the last year. Uh, and just based on my experience of talking to people, that's why we hand selected folks to speak on certain topics. And it kind of like, that's probably how we got about like 80% of our speakers. And then the other 20% kind of got plugged in through either maybe folks who have been on the podcast which is another value to having running a podcast. I get to talk to yeah. all sorts of great people. I've oh, yeah. to talk to awesome people for like 45 minutes, right? You two know. So, mm-hmm. Hey, I had a great conversation with that person, but it felt like we could have talked for like three hours on that I topic. Know. We missed that topic. <laughs> oh, I really want to talk about, Hey, that's a 
super easy plug and play, right? Hey, I I know that person already. I have their email address. I know they're a great person. I know maybe they want an opportunity to speak. So it's, I don't even have to like put a email together. That's like, I formally like ask you. It's like, (laughs) it's like a Slack message. It's like, yo, you want to give a talk at the summit? And like, yeah, that sounds cool. Like, just let me know what I need. And that's easy. So that was probably how the last, like, yeah, 15 to 20% of people got plugged in. And yeah, that's, there you go. That's speaker section. I, I will say, it's again, just Brian Richards and I doing the summit. And I really like the idea of doing uh, an open call for speakers. Mm-hmm. That does require a little bit more work and bandwidth and energy and probably some other folks working on the summit. So that's why mm-hmm. we didn't do that this year. Um, so we've done two years of kind of our outreach for speakers. And I, another reason I really like, like doing blind um, acceptance is it does help a lot with diversity of speaker candidates. Of course, mm-hmm. I always want us to, to be pulling from a diverse pool of folks, not just like who's my network of WordPress space, because it's mm-hmm. just like yeah. most people who we know, probably their network of WordPress folks is going to skew in a certain direction. So, yeah. um, you know, I use websites like underrepresented in tech, trying to do some outreach to folks as well uh, in terms of just getting that as broad, a diverse range of people in terms of outreach as possible. But I think the outreach is still not the ideal way to do that. So um, that is something I admit that like next year, I would love to do that. You know, we'll see what happens with the 2022 summit. Uh, Maybe we'll have, we'll have official sponsors to help and more official sponsors to help us continue to step up in those areas as well. So I want to, I'm like following a big orange heart in that, uh, in that uh, capacity, as I'm sure a lot of summit folks are, but I, you know, talk to them a lot and, you know, know, folks like you, Kate doing great work Mm -hmm. over there. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff you you y'all do over there that folks like me are like, Hmm, Oh yes. I would like to do exactly that, please. So uh, (laughs) it's always a work in progress as I'm sure it is that big orange heart too. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely. And, but I I think you've got, you've done a great job, like with with a small conference, it is important to keep it manageable and that while it's great to be able to do an open call for speakers, when you've got a very topical oriented conference, starting with what you know and growing it like you did for number two, and then opening up the community where you then start to create your pool of potential new speakers and, you know, just again, continue to be seen better in the um, community, you'll find more of those speakers, but it is a challenge. Like speaker selection at everything I've done is always a challenge. You would love to let everybody yeah. speak. You would love to have it be just completely, you know, open mic, but um, you also don't want to waste people's time by not giving them the best information you can, you know, and yeah. And so it's, it's really, it's hard. And I think you've done a really great job of it. Um, cool. I, I appreciate it. You know, as people, as you two probably know, and people who are listening to this podcast can probably hear, it's like, I'm pretty like off the cuff and like informal with most things I do. So like that open mics thing sounds awesome. Like, I know, maybe I'd be like, let's do that. Right. But like, there's also on the other side of things, like you want things to be curated enough so that mm-hmm. you're, you're like, guaranteed like a uh floor of value delivery it's like yeah. you know you're doing it's th- it's this quality uh, even though it's a free event you know you don't want to throw a bad event you want to throw a good no, event uh, right. you know you have sponsors right. sponsoring the event so it's got to be a good event so probably somewhere in the middle there is a good happy medium um but 
Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Cause like my podcast is super informal. Like mm-hmm. I just kind of like have folks on and we talk about whatever we want to talk about. Like it's not <laughs> usually WordPress related, but like, whatever we go on a tangent for 10 minutes. Like, I don't care. Hey, talk about family. Hey, talk about, you know, that thing you did last week, Hey, that vacation, whatever. It's like hearing that information adds value in itself, mm-hmm. but the summit is a little different. It's a little bit more, it's slightly more formal to, I think, bring maybe those beginners or people coming in the WordPress space, just that foundation so that they can, so that I can maybe then talk to them on the podcast in three months. And that thing I said on the podcast that like seemed off the cuff, but was actually super important. Like they'll get that because they have that foundation knowledge. Whereas someone who just started that, you know, little seed may not grow and probably nor should it because they're just not at that stage yet. So it's all a work in progress, but yeah, Yeah. appreciate that. Well, and then again, another reason to have the community alongside the event, because you can have more of those informal conversations. You can, um, Mm -hmm. again, get more voices involved in the conversation without ever necessarily everybody talking at the conference. So I have, uh, I have one more question, then we should wrap it up. Um, Your first summit was after the pandemic started. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. September 2020. I'm like, what year is it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yes. September, same time last year was 2020 summit. So correct. What I'm getting at is, is that why it's virtual? (laughs) Will we see uh, an in-person MRWMR summit at some point? I've talked with people about this and uh, I, I would love to do something in person in the future. So I am kind um, I've been to Pressnomics before, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, which yeah. is a Pagely conference. I mean, it's thrown by Pagely, but they have sponsors. They raise a lot of money. It's like the Pressnomics, the economics of WordPress. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. loved that event. That was probably one of the best WordPress events, WordCamp or not, that I've ever been to because it was totally my bag, right? It was like WordPress yeah. economic, like, boom, like, yeah, where do I sign up, you know? So I love that event, but that's also like a lot of event management. Like if I Ooh, think like a virtual event's a lot to event. manage, yeah. <laughs> oh my, yeah, Tofu, whoa, like, I don't think I really like have the like chutzpah to want to do something that formal, although I think it adds tremendous value and I think it would be somewhat fun to do. I like the idea of doing maybe like more of like Chris Lemos had this event called beach press. It's not Cabo press. Cabo press is a little bit more. There you go. Were we there the same year, Topher? No. 2019. Okay. Beach press. Well, okay. Cabo press is like a little bit more of like a, I don't know, business like, I don't know, mm-hmm. business networking sort of event. Yeah. Uh, but Beach Press was literally Chris being like, um, I got this like 20 uh, this, this 20, uh, room Airbnb, uh, you know, an hour outside of San Diego, like sign up, get a, grab a flight, come and like co-work and hang out. And that event was equally awesome in some ways because it was so informal mm-hmm. and we got together for like an hour a day just to kind of like talk about stuff. Some people gave some like short talks about stuff, but most of it was just kind of chilling and co-working and letting it organically happen. Hey, you want to go work on that thing? Sure. Hey, you have this challenge? Like, oh, doesn't that person like do something similar? Oh, I should go talk to that person or like, hey, that's, I like that event because one, I think it adds tremendous value just to be surround. You're 
you know, you've heard mm-hmm. that conversation. You become like the people you surround yourself with. Well, yeah. this is yeah. kind of like that, you know, you can do it informally. It doesn't have to be formal. Um, and two, I just have to find an Airbnb and kind of <laughs> just like put the word out there in my community. You know, we've got what, 300, 350 people in the community right now. Maybe, you know, in a year from now, we'll have a thousand or 3000 or 5,000 and, you know, yeah. 20 people may show up from that. And that would be, uh, you know, if that's not, I don't think too much to think about in terms of, or to expect in terms of conversion, but like that to me, it would be a success. Like if I could do an event like that, that sounds like more of, maybe like my style, you know, I think it Mm -hmm. helps and adds value and would be fun and would also um, be easy to plan pretty easy (laughs) and not a ton of work, you know, (laughs) shout out to the folks, shout out to Pagely folks who do Pressonomics and fantastic events. Just like, man, like a lot of hours to put in, especially just like for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's important to have those different events that have different feel to them. You know, uh, Pressonomics is great. I love Pressonomics, but you know, it's, it's like not everybody goes to Disney world on vacation, you know, people like the different feeling, Mm. you know, different atmospheres. And so it just adds to the, to the richness, the diversity of the whole community by having a variety of different events. Agreed. And I think everyone can throw whatever event they want to, and you'll probably find a subset of WordPress folks who are into that, you know, it's like, and another subset who aren't. (laughs) And that's exact, like, that's that's the the essence of creating something that's so targeted is that you're going to have folks who really love it and enjoy it. And you're going to have folks who are like, no, that's not for me. And it's an advantage to be that a little bit uh, uh, not attracting some people because it means you're targeting people well, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, Burning Man, people, 70, 80,000 people go to the middle of the desert for, (laughs) you know, 10 days. And it's like the highlight of their year for a lot of folks, it's the highlight of their life. They start, they plan their life around it. And for some people, they're like, what? (laughs) Like, um, (laughs) no, like not not my thing. I know people that would rather die than go. (laughs) Totally, totally. But that's part of why it's so successful, right? It's like, like, there's like 1% of people who are like, Oh yeah, that is everything. And they're probably like five or 10% of people who are like, I'd go try that. Like I would go for a year, like I'll, you know, and then who knows, maybe I'll go the next year or maybe it was just a one-time thing. And then there's probably like 80% of people who will never go. Right. And that's cool. So I'm like, I think about it. Like I think about email unsubscribes. Like I think people Mm -hmm. think like, I don't want anybody to unsubscribe from email, but it's like every time you send an email out, like probably like it's actually good for people to unsubscribe because it means like, the people who don't want to get the email aren't getting it. And like, that's okay. Like it's not, don't, you didn't fail. You didn't do anything wrong. You just use that information to see like maybe who it was. Why did they unsubscribe? Why did they subscribe in the first place? Did I like, did they like, why, if they don't don't want it, then why that'll help you learn and get better Mm -hmm. and target the people you want better. So I tangented there for a little bit. But oh, I think but it was a good tangent. Right. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for coming on and telling us about the virtual summit and all the things that went into um, creating it and um, for taking taking time that you don't have yeah. out of your busy schedule. No problem. It's all good. It's all good. I, I'll give a shout out to y'all doing um, hallway chats and Hero Press, but hallway chats specifically. Uh, I was looking back at, at, at what episode I've been on the podcast I before. I was on five, episode, episode six. Six. Okay. I was episode six of the podcast way back in the day with wow. Tara and Liam. And so, and I remember when they announced, like, we're stepping down from hallway chats, but we're handing it over to Kate and Topher and I was like boom like 
because a lot of you know whatever i know this wasn't like a traditional acquisition or anything but it was like yeah. right a lot of those you're like oh man like <laughs> at least i am i'm like ah, they could uh they could have kept going you know but uh this was one of the ones i was very excited about because i was like oh kate and Topher are awesome like this is the they're the perfect people like i couldn't choose two better people to take this over so i'm a big listener and it's always nice it's always cool to be on podcasts i listen to anyway so well, uh thanks. yeah thanks, thanks for having me much. on and congrats again on doing this whole thing it's awesome yeah it's been, a, it's been a busy building summer but we're excited to get back to regular episodes again and um hopefully this is the kickoff for that so yeah okay so wpmrr.com is where they can register for both the community and the virtual summit and you they, they're a package deal um for right. free um oh, free. and and it's next tuesday wednesday thursday the 21st september 21st 22nd and 23rd Wow, that's yes. crazy. I'm right. not ready for it to add, that <laughs> I know. It's like, where did it's like I'm still trying to deal with 2020. Like it's already tell me it's yeah. already to 2022. Right. Um yeah, I will say if people um it is an asynchronous event and we're doing the, you know, we're posting the videos afterwards. So okay. if people want to attend live, like it's gonna be a good time, right? Don't get me wrong. But if you just want to get the notification of like when the videos go live or when, you know, things are going to be posted or updates, you should also register because you'll just get all the yep. updates and then you can attend if you want to attend live when you get those notifications or you can just, you know, receive the email when the uh, videos go live and you can watch them, you know, next, the week after, the month after, next year, In 2023. <laughs> 2026 the wpmr 2021 virtual summit that's that awesome. right <laughs> that's fantastic well thanks again joe for um giving us some of your afternoon and we wish you all the best with the summit can't wait to see it um can't wait to join the community and be a part of it um because who doesn't want monthly recurring revenue i mean i like money it helps <laughs> you know it's hard to exchange chickens at the grocery store so it's um take my yeah. chicken please <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> all right and after that moment of silence we're going to cut it so that was the end <laughs> <laughs> excellent I didn't hear. wait didn't you want to do the outro oh i always do it afterwards oh well Separate. i knew that so i guess we're good joe right. doesn't need to be part of it cool. well i know he okay. might have wanted to hear it it's really exciting well, it's okay. not exciting here. so no no, it. no 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 let's do no, it. I'll do it because then my, then the audio will match <laughs> okay here we go this has been an episode of Hallway Chats, part of the Hero Press Network. Your hosts were Kate and Tover DeRosia. We'd like to thank Sophia DeRosia for the music and Nexus for hosting our network. If you liked the episode, please subscribe and mention us on social media. You're so professional sounding. <laughs> oh, nailed it, man. Crushed it. <laughs>